Let me say first of all that today is all about learning. And as I said last night, it's about thinking and processing. And so consider yourselves enrolled in an intensive uh, weekend course on spiritual formation. You will not earn a degree. We don't even have a certificate of completion, but you will be uh, enhanced in your spiritual walk uh, by what you learn today and uh, through the course of tomorrow as well. Uh, let me take you back to Isaiah 35 for just a moment and, and just introduce today, because we begin the classes on the, the different spiritual disciplines we're going to focus on. So I want to talk about the role of the spiritual disciplines in the way of holiness and just calling your attention to that one more time. The pursuit of God, I said last night, and the pursuit of holiness are one and the same. And if we are not actively seeking, actively seeking to live holy lives, then we are not seeking life with God at all. So another way to say that would be that you have no life with God if you don't live holy. It's impossible. And every time our lives are infiltrated by things uh, that are worldly or carnal or unholy, we are not living life with God. Now, we are still in His care, we still belong to Him, but we are not, we are not traveling well the way of holiness. The goal of our spiritual life is to get to the place that we are faithful and that we are walking with God every day. But here's an important phrase, and why I, why I mention that and write that up there and say it is you'll hear it said, at least I know I'll use it, and as you dive into deeper study on spiritual disciplines and spiritual life, you're going to see this phrase of spiritual formation. And so I want to define that for you. Now remember, you're using your journals, take notes, make notes on the handout, wherever you want to do it. You won't capture all this, but you can ask me later if there's something that I offered that you didn't get. And by the way, questions, don't forget, during any session to include from the time we started, like before anything was said, explain to us why the 10 minutes of silent prayer with music playing. Whatever your question is. If you have a question you want to submit, please do that. Spiritual formation, it is a process of the inner life wherein we are opening more and more as we go along we're opening our deeper selves. Let me say that again. It's the process of the inner life wherein we are opening more and more our deeper selves to a stronger, truer connection with God. And, and I wish I would have put that on a handout. So I'm going to put a, a note on here. So if you didn't get all that, I think it's worth saying it that way, and I'll add that to something for you. So let me just give it to you in a word then. Spiritual formation is a journey. It's a journey, okay? And we're moving from where we are to where our souls long to be, and that's ever closer to God, ever closer to eternity. So it's a journey from darkness to light. That's the kind of journey we're on when we're talking about spiritual formation. There's nothing in the spiritual life that looks like this. Nothing. There's, no, there's nothing stagnant in the spiritual life. It is a constant movement like this. Our goal is to decrease the dips and increase the uh, ascents 
to where we are spending more time moving closer to God. It's a journey from darkness to light. It's a journey from bondage to freedom. However long you have known Christ or been known of Christ, you should now be more free, less bound than you were then, though we still have bondage in our life. And we're continuing to move toward that freedom. It's a journey from the false self to the true man. And I want to say something to you. That phraseology, that um, verbiage, will also be something that you're going to encounter a time and time again as you study spiritual formation, spiritual discipline. It is the movement from the false self to the true self. Now, again, if I haven't said this lately, I would just say look at the writings of Paul. And if you can ever get a list of the order they were written in, and the first ones were Thessalonians, Galatians, which were good, they're wonderful. Matter of fact, I got a verse from Galatians in my notes this morning that I'll probably not get to because I'm out of time already. But then look at the later books Paul wrote, like Ephesians and Colossians, and I, I would challenge you sometime to look at the depth of spiritual formation, the difference between a 1 Thessalonians and an Ephesians. And what you see is you, you are able to actually trace the spiritual formation of the Apostle Paul, a man that moved from a false self to a true self. You say, how can you say that about Paul? Remember when he got all hot and bothered about John Mark? And then at the end, he he's seized the prophet of John Mark, and he loves him dearly. That's the product of ongoing spiritual formation. It is a journey. Now, let me just say that Isaiah 35 will show you the journey, and so let me just outline it for you and, and call Brother Charlie up. Here's what I want to say about the journey. Number one, it is a journey of desire, okay? Now, you've heard this word. This just got my attention last night when Matthew used it. I told you I had to go home and, and do some looking up of some things when he was preaching last night. I heard him use that word, and, and it's a key word in this thing. It's a journey of desire. Now, Again, there's no time, but if you look at verse 1 and 2 of this, really the whole chapter, but you see there's something going on here in the people's heart. They're looking for gladness. They're looking for joy, but they're in a place of desolation. So the desire is there, but they have to continue the journey to find it. That is all I have time to say about that. But Psalm 42, as the heart panteth after the water book, so panteth my soul after thee, O God. My soul thirsteth for God. So here's the key point. The desolation of this world, now listen to me, I chose words specifically, the desolation of this world will, not might, but will produce a hunger for God in the heart of a true disciple. It will, it will. This is not optional. True followers, true disciples will not be content in this world. They will always be restless. Did I mention Psalm 84 as a great formation text when you're studying spiritual disciplines and the pilgrimage? Because I'm going to mention it a lot. Okay? So, it's a hunger for God. That's the desire. Now, the second thing about the journey, it's a journey of, and I'm going to give you this word, intentionality. It's a journey of intentionality. Another word would be diligence, but I didn't want to get... I like the word intentionality, to be intentional. This is a journey of being intentional. Verse 8 of the text says, It is for the wayfaring men, those that are intentionally choosing to walk the path. It's not for the unclean, it says. Meaning those that are carnal, it's not. 
Carnal people are not walking the way of holiness. It is impossible. Carnal Christians, which is a complete oxymoron. But believers who are being carnal are not walking in the way of holiness. It is an impossibility. Uh, it, it takes intentionality. Paul said, 1 Corinthians 9, 24, he said, Run that ye may obtain. That means I'm being very intentional about this, and I'm following the guidance. I'm, I'm within the rules, and I am, I, am, I am trained, and I am giving all that I've got. I'm very intentional. He said in 2 Timothy 2, 5, you cannot win unless you strive lawfully. And so you see this diligence, this intentionality, and the way of the desert is an exclusive way. It is reserved for those whose hearts are set in the pilgrimage, Psalm 84, who long for the detachment. There's another one of those big words, right? Detachment. We should put that up there again. But it, it is for those who long for detachment from this world, who desire, and here comes that verse from Galatians, who desire like the Apostle Paul that Christ would be formed in them. It's that Christ would be formed in them. Brother Tommy, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, right? Now let me give you the third word. So, you know, they say the road to hell is paved with good intentions, but the road to holiness is certainly tread by those with disciplined intentionality. To intend is what a lot of people do. I intend to. Intend implies that I'm making plans to make the plan. But intent means I am on the threshold of doing the thing. You see, we live with intent intending all the time and we never get anywhere but when we live with intentionality we are doing the things that are required to be done to become holy people and to continue the journey of spiritual formation so it's a journey of intentionality now the last word it is a journey then of transformation now gave that word to you last night but it is a key word you will hear it multiple times today Desert transformation, by the way. The kind of transformation that doesn't happen from just coming to church. It absolutely will not happen from coming to church. You're never going to be transformed and spiritually formed in the inner man simply by coming to church or being involved in church activities. You will be a shallow, surface-level, nominal Christian at best, but you will not have spiritual life. The transformation has to happen in the desert. The desolate places become the beautiful and the enriching places. It is the strength, it is the healing, it is the refreshment, it is the restoration that comes in the way of holiness, which is only found by treading in the, the, the desert places, the desolate places. So Paul says, and I close, exercise thyself, 1 Timothy 4, 7 and 8, exercise thyself rather unto godliness, for bodily exercise profits a little, but godliness is profitable to all things, both in this life and in that which is to come. The most important thing we do is our spiritual training. Spiritual training. John Ortberg and, I think, Dallas Willard in his book and maybe Foster in his book, but I know John Ortberg has a great chapter in his book on the difference between trying and training you can try harder until you fall over dead and never progress whatsoever John Ortberg has a great illustration in this book about getting a phone call out of the blue saying we would love for you to become come and compete in the Olympics in the marathon to which he says I've never ran in, a, in my life 
but I decide, oh, great opportunity, I'm going to do that. And I try, and I try, and I try harder, and I just continue to collapse. Because you cannot do by trying harder. You must train to be. So then it all comes together like this. This transformation, all these words, desolation of the world produces the desire for God in the believer's life. I now want this. I want this. And so desire builds intentionality. I will go after what my heart longs for. I will go after it because I really want that. Did you ever want something in your life? An ice cream cone, a car, your driver's license, a, a, a certain job, right? And we will go after it. So desire builds intentionality, and that's where the spiritual disciplines come in right here. It's what we're talking about today, right here, my intentionality. And then that intentionality leads to the transformation in which I am becoming what I am pursuing. Looking unto Jesus in all the ways that I can do that. Amen? That's what we're talking about today. So that is the role of spiritual disciplines in the way of holiness, on the way of the desert.